You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me is Brandon Hiltabidal. Hi, everyone. How's it going, Brandon? So fine. So fine? Just fine. Nice, nice. We are the finest that it can possibly be right now. As we record this, we're still pandemic so that's fine true. is the top. That's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But, you know, we're we're talking about stuff that people are going to be looking at in uh, November, September, which, or November, December. Yep. And here we are in September. So this is fun. Christmas is coming, everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but today, you and I, we are discussing Unit 28, Session 1, Transformed by the Holy Spirit, which is the first session of Volume 10, The Mission Begins. Brandon, can you believe that we're already at volume 10? I do believe it. You do? I do. Oh, there you go. Because you said it's true. Nice. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it has been, it's been kind of wild just because this has been, um, this is the first full scope and sequence, full study plan that I've ever been a part of for the Gospel Project. And we're getting ready for the next one, too. So, Yeah, being on 10 makes you realize one's not that far away. Yeah, it's nine months away. We'll be doing that, and it'll be crazy, and it'll be great. But but today we are, like I said, we're talking about Unit 28, Session 1. We'll we'll get back to Unit 1, Session 1 um, (laughs) in a few months. But uh, so we are picking up really right where we left off last week, aren't we? So we, uh, so at the end of volume nine, we left off with the mission and the ascension of Jesus, um, Jesus returning to his father and this promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit to empower the disciples for their mission of making disciples of all nations. So that's where we are in this session, which focuses on Acts chapter two, um, where we see the disciples waiting for the Holy Spirit to arrive. And when he did, the Spirit filled them, empowered them, and the result was that 3,000 people believed the gospel. Now, the big idea here is, is that because the Holy Spirit is changing us we, uh, to be more like Jesus each day, we can and should rely on him as we share the gospel, call people to repentance and faith, and live in community. Yeah. There's, a, it's, there's a lot here yeah. in this session. I felt that way about this entire unit. Yes. The... the I'm not going to say this is my favorite unit. It's I don't close. know if I'm allowed to have favorites, but I just thought all these sessions were so strong, and it was a, a wrestle. So this first question that we answer each time, the most important takeaway from the session, I thought it was a wrestle uh, at basically each unit because there's so much content and so much really, really critical content in each one. The one I want to highlight for this first session, the most important takeaway that I would encourage leaders to think about is simply the fact that the Holy Spirit is a real person. Yep. Let that rattle around in your heart, uh, podcast listener right now. The Holy Spirit is real. Uh, I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that that sort of the gospel project realm, the people and the pastors that we uh, are most like uh, can sometimes ignore this reality that the Holy Spirit is a real living presence person, God himself inside of us. And I think I just wanted to, to, to if I could punch that into your chest as you listen, that's something worth thinking about. 
Um, I love the the first question of this session as it re- I think it was the first question as it relates mm-hmm. to this idea. It said, "Have you ever given a gift that was not appreciated?" Man, the Holy Spirit is is often a gift that is not appreciated. It's it was easier for me to think of it the other way. Have you ever received a gift that was not appre- uh, appreciated? My uh, wife's grandmother. Um, we laugh in my family. She's she's not a youthful lady at this point. Yeah, she gives me some of the strangest Christmas presents and has for the fourteen years that I've been in the family. At one year, she gave me a uh, remote control car. I was probably thirty five. Um, but you year, played with it, didn't you? I did. About <laughs> <laughs> for about a day. Yeah. Um, I got a Nerf gun one time. Uh, the strangest one was I opened my present. This was five, six years ago. So I was already in my 30s, and, and I had a pocket-sized edition of the Constitution. No explanation, you know. That's amazing. No, no. And I, I did I appreciate it? I kind of not really. Okay. I was like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" I mean, there's no Read way it. she's there's no way she's going to listen to this <laughs> podcast. But if you did, Marlene, thank you for the pocket sized uh, co- constitution. But you know, the Holy Spirit is often very much like that. Like Jesus yep. went to a whole lot of trouble to get us the Spirit of God Himself, and uh, I I just think it's often something that we don't really understand the value of the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah, it's just the 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 incomparable value, which we'll get to a little bit more in the session, uh, but the incomparable value of the work of the Spirit of God in us is the takeaway I think you want to drive home. God himself, his Spirit is alive in in you as a person. Yes, absolutely. And really, building off of what you said, it's not just that the Holy Spirit is real, not just that he's a person, that he lives in every single one of us who believes in Jesus. That is so huge and something that, again— so many people really, really miss. So um, the first church that I that I was ever a part of, the yeah. church through whose ministry I, I was saved, wow. was a Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada church. Come on. Yeah. So they're like, you know. Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. Canada. Speaking in tongues is a thing with them and. You know, um, the, the varsity, junior varsity Christian, you know, how sure. much— Sure. How much Holy Spirit do you actually have kind yeah. of thing for some of the people was very was a very real conversation. Um, and so it led to a lot of confusion in our family for a long time about yeah. how do we like, what does this mean? Because it wasn't jiving with what we were hearing from some people wasn't jiving with what we saw in the Bible. Um, but what we really have to recognize ultimately is, is that there's no such thing as a Christian who lives without the Holy Spirit's right. presence. A spiritless Christian is no Christian at all. If you don't have the spirit, you're not saved. And so that is so really when we think about uh, think about this, look at the application questions that are on page 14 of your leader guide. These are going to be a really big help to you in this session as you guys work together to understand how the Holy Spirit is at work in your lives. Yeah. And you'll notice too that that the way I phrase that is really important because um, and that these questions are phrased from the assumption that the people that are in your group are in fact believers. Yeah, we need to be careful. We need to be careful and remember that that's not always true. There, there may be people who either 
who either grew up in the church, know the lingo, think that they're saved but aren't, yeah. or there may be people who are exploring things and are there because they want to know and learn. So you want to think about that, think about it from that perspective too. Um, be smart in how you want to tailor yeah. um, questions to not lead people to assume that they that they are in the faith when they may not be. Yeah, that's one way that I think this content, uh, this text can run you the wrong direction if you let it, mm-hmm. uh, at least for this discussion, um, you know, building off of, of your experience in the Pentecostal Association of Canada, Assemblies of Canada. Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. You know, that's, to me, that connects with the primary challenge that I think could come up in teaching this session. So that's what I'll highlight. Um, there is a wide range of opinions uh, about the value of the work of the Spirit and about how that work should and does express itself. We, that's, we don't have to unpack them all now, but it is really uh, maybe likely mm-hmm. that people in your group or in your Sunday school cl- class are going to have different opinions on how the Holy Spirit operates. Uh, if you let that take over this discussion, you're going to miss the more critical points of this session. Like there is, there is language in this text that's going to immediately shape someone's perspective on the discussion. Pentecost. That's, that's a loaded word now. It, yeah, it, it wasn't initially intended to be, in my in my opinion, violent rushing wind from heaven, tongues of fire speaking in tongues. So here's a here's a quote that I pulled out from the session that I think should be an obvious filter for our group time as we go through this it says often we read this passage and spend our time and energy arguing about the role or legitimacy of spiritual gifts such as speaking in tongues. While that issue was not unimportant is certainly not primarily at least for these purposes, we should remember that believers are all given the Holy Spirit so that we can believe, apply, and share the gospel in our everyday lives. Get to the, get to the every man, uh, and and therefore the most critical expression and and purpose behind the Holy Spirit, and don't get tangled up in uh, some secondary or tertiary issues. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, thinking about that, you know, you are going to have people who are going to have questions about what does speaking in tongues mean. Certainly in the context of Acts, it's speaking in different languages for the purpose of mission. Work with your church's convictions on on some key things there. Also, if you don't know, the uh, Pentecost what and what it means, you know, it's nothing controversial. It's basically Thanksgiving. Right. So... Just if you have group members who are asking about that, that's a, that's a key thing to remember as well. So for thanking God for the first fruits of the, har- of the wheat harvest. Um, so a key issue from my perspective that you're going to want to double down on in, uh, in this session really is the essential doctrine, which fo- focuses on the personality, um, or maybe another way to say it is the personhood of the Holy Spirit. So, Brandon, I know you're going to talk about this more in a minute, so I'm going to do my best to not steal your thunder. Uh, But really what we have to understand is that many Christians struggle to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person at all, that so many treat him as though he is an impersonal force, a thing or an it and not a he. Um, And so really we need to make sure that our groups and that we ourselves as leaders, that we understand that the Holy Spirit is, in fact, a person who is God. Yeah. 
And so the challenge comes from navigating potential theological landmines that, that, that come with this. In your group, you're undoubtedly going to have someone who isn't sure about this. Um, and the reason that I say that is because we have, we have data that backs this up. Right. Uh, recent studies from LifeWay Research remind us that many Christians don't believe some of the core tenets of the faith. And so that means that we need to invest the time in helping them understand them. And so we have lots of resources that are available on gospelproject.com. Our 99 Essentials videos are, are there and available. If you want to show someone something that reading it in, a, in their daily discipleship guide or their leader guide isn't going to be enough for, we um, at this point we should also have a um, have a more of a deeper dive podcast just on this topic as well out for you to listen to as well so so check those two things out that's good um that the need that we see in lifeway research that you guys are probably experiencing in your groups uh is one of the reasons that i would encourage you to focus on this week's essential doctrine Um, that's my encouragement for leaders this week is uh is really give attention to the to the section the, on the essential doctrine of the of the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Um, I'd I'd say try to turn it, and if this doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But I think it could be beautiful into a, like a deliberate, you know, co- doctrinal study to have your group look up and read all the texts that are listed listed in that essential doctrines section. It's going to help you slow down. Um, but it's going to help your people see the, the true miracle uh, and the, therefore the true power of what the gift of the Spirit can be um, it, and, and that it can't be fully comprehended without a real grasp of the personhood of the Spirit of God. Re, like read the verses, just keep hammering it into your people's hearts. The Holy Spirit acts in us and with us like a person. He has the attributes of the person. Christians interact back with the Holy Spirit as a person. Because we tend, I think we, a lot of us could agree, we tend to focus on the power of the Spirit, but we need the personhood of the Spirit uh, if we're going to both care about and benefit from the power of the Spirit. So I would try to take my time there and and go all the way through that essential doctrine uh, text list. Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's not often that we say, hey, Spend almost all of your time, even if it's to the extent of the core, the core parts of the study, to um, to dig deep into the essential doctrine. But I would definitely affirm that that is there's so much life giving information there that can really change your group. Yeah, hearts I think it can unlock something. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brandon. I think that's a good place for us to wrap this one up. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for chatting about this session and thanks all for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.